0: You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And here we are, everybody. It is a Crossover Thursday Lions and Jags coming up Sunday at Ford Field. Matt Derry with you on the Locked On Crossover Thursday edition, brought to you by Prize Picks alongside Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars, as Detroit will host Jacksonville on uh, Sunday. And of course, we are brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. The Crossover Thursday is Prize Picks. So much fun, easy to play, no competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. You pick two to five players if they score more or less in their prize Picks projection. You can win up to ten times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love prize Picks. You know, we know you will too as well. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked On. That's PrizePicks.com, Promo code locked On. Jags off a win. Here come the Lions to face uh, Jacksonville. T-Wig. So great to see you, my friend. How are you?
0: You too, my brother. I'm good, man. It's good to finally have a reason to do a podcast with my buddy, man. I always tell people, we brothers. Look, we salt are and pepper, salt and pepper beard. You know, same look, <laughs> same look. Don't commit no crimes now, and then they're gonna be looking for me, man. I'm telling Oh, I love it. I
1: love it. Well, uh, it's weird. It's almost like and I almost said this. It's almost like, Tony, we're two teams off of uh, – we're a couple of hosts talking about win, winning teams and teams off of wins because here in Detroit, it was like a moral victory almost beating Buffalo. For you guys, you went for it in the last week. Down one after the touchdown of Marvin Jones and Doug Peterson says, screw it, let's go for two in the win, and, and you do it. That was exciting.
0: It was. It was very, very exciting. It, it's probably one of those moments that you'll never forget especially if this thing actually does turn around and start heading in the right direction, which a lot of people believe that that's what's going to happen because they won two out of three. They've played well in all three. In fact, I did a podcast earlier this week where I talked about how these two teams were pretty much in the same space uh, in their development. And, you know, it's a little bit different because Campbell's had two years as opposed to one for uh, Doug Peterson and Jacksonville does know that they have their quarterback, and I'm not sure you guys do. But what I was talking about was if you just watched the game and didn't take score, you'd think they both were winning teams because Jacksonville lost six of their seven games by one score. Detroit has fought. They actually have chewed people's kneecaps. Not really, but you know what I mean. They have, <laughs> they have played hard, and I'm sure coaches around the league constantly compliment them and compliment Campbell with the way that this team has played. So – it's very, very similar to what's going on here. It's just that the Jaguars have been on the wrong side of the one-loss column. And it's either win, loss, or tie. There's no column for almost. So uh, when they face each other this week, it's going to be
1: fun. Oh, it is going to be fun. Let's talk some storylines first and foremost. We'll dive deeper into the Jaguars. But with the Lions, just for the Lockdown Jags listeners and Tony's listeners, it's, it's pretty simple. A 3-1 and one November. Like I said, a lot of people – all over me, especially on my YouTube page in the comment section, saying, how could you how could you hate on them after that loss the other day? They, they were right there with Buffalo in a, in a three-point uh, L to the Bills on Thanksgiving. And I guess my point was, yes, we're finally seeing progress. I wasn't going to sit here and say they should have won the football game and should have run away with it. But my goodness, when you have an opportunity down three with the football and uh, all your timeouts and a chance to go for the jugular and get that go-ahead score like Doug Peterson did, Last week, Dan Campbell really didn't do it. Uh, Lions had a very interesting third and one pass, and I don't want to bang that drum, which I've been doing all week. And then settling for a field goal, but then giving Josh Allen 23 seconds to work with, and boom, one throw to Diggs, couple of runs, field goal, game over. Those are the kind of games, Tone, that the Lions just aren't winning yet. And and they look good the weeks before, three-game win streak. Uh, beat the Packers, which whether they're the Packers of old or not, it's still a, a victory here to finally knock off Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, the greatest of all time for some people, uh, put the gold jacket on him. Lions beat him. And then, of course, knock it off the Giants in New York. So there is some momentum here in Detroit. And I guess now it's almost like, all right, here comes Jacksonville. Got to get this one at home. And that's how, how I think Lion fans feel.
0: What's, what's going on in Jacksonville? Biggest storyline for you. The storylines have been the fact that over the last three weeks, Trevor Lawrence is 83 of 103 in terms of attempts and completions. Um, he has 824 yards, six touchdowns, and zero picks. And two of those games were against Kansas City and, and 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 Baltimore. That's pretty impressive. And it's no longer a thought about whether or not he is a franchise quarterback. I think we we know that. It's now is does he can he consistently put things together week after week and not have this variance, not be like Jay Cutler, where one week he looks great, and then the next week it's like, oh, my God, what, what, what is going on with him? You know, he doesn't look so great today. That's not the case with him. It's, these three weeks have shown us where he's really put the best foot forward. And what he's done, man, is he, he's taken what's there, as opposed to trusting his arms so much and trusting his young talent so much that he was trying to do too much. He was overthrown. He was throwing the ball in coverage a little bit. He was on the goal line. He had two instances earlier this year where they had first and goal inside the five-yard line, and he tried to force a pass that got picked. Doug has really taught him to learn to live another day, right? So this team will only go where he takes them. They're just they're not overly superly talented, but they, but they do have some talent, and they do have some spots, and then we'll get to that a little bit later. So now what we're seeing, because he's playing better, they are, a team as a team – are playing better, and you talk about with young teams, and I know you've seen it over the years, you gotta be able to take the momentum from practice to the game, and once you transfer it from the game, now you have to learn how to go from game to game with that same good play, and uh, that's gonna be key because both of these teams are hot, both of these teams are young and hungry, so for them to be going against each other, it's almost like looking at each other in the mirror and at the same stage of development, and somebody has to win and somebody has to lose.
1: I was uh, I know there's a lot of it's almost like a reunion this week. Uh, Riley Patterson, Jamal Agnew, Marvin Jones, there's a lot of uh, a lot of former Lions and you know, uh a a lot of buddy former Jaguars coaches. Yeah, yeah, coach. And, and used to be uh, an old buddy of mine in radio used to say uh, the, the Jaguars were the AFC Lions. And, and it kind of is that way right now. But what a, what a, what a play Marvin Jones made last week on huh, that on uh, that touchdown.
0: Yeah, he he hasn't been a down-in and down-out guy this year. But one thing about those professional pass catchers and guys like that, those guys that have been pros for a long time, I think it's Toby Key says, I might not be as good as I once was, but I could be a, as good once as I ever was. That's what he was the other day. He was a pro. And they knew exactly who to go to in that situation, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do and what he should have did. So uh, you talked about the reunion uh, last year at the Senior Bowl, I ran into Todd Wash, who was our former defensive coordinator. Yeah, Mark, Mark Brunel, who I consider more than just our former quarterback, he's actually a pretty good friend of mine, and uh, me being in the media, and he was in the media also after his playing days. Uh, I talked to him last year, him and Kelvin Shepard and all those guys, and the Jaguars were picking one and you guys were picking two. Yeah. And I know we're probably getting to that a little bit and how that's turned out so far. Uh, but it's fun. It'll be a little bit of reunion for some guys here too. No question about it. Tony
1: Wiggins, Locked on Jags. Matt Derry, Locked on Lions. We are going to get to some of the key matchups and what uh, we're thinking It's going to be big for Sunday. Locked on Lions, Locked on Jags, brought to you by Audible. Audible releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. Find Think Like a Champion, now wherever you get your podcasts. Think Like a Champion, brand-new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Ross, of course, a champion on the field, but off of it, we rarely know the grind on the path to greatness russell wilson along with co-host harry wilson and uh, the late uh, trevor moad digs into high, how high performance athletes artists and leaders push the boundaries of their potential hear from two-time super bowl champ von miller tim tebow and others it's available for free on audible or wherever you get your podcasts again head over to locked on presents for a sneak peek Think like a champion or catch the full series available anywhere. You get your podcasts available everywhere now. Audible. Get in the game. All right, here we go. Matt and uh, Tony with you. Here we we are talking a little Lions and uh, Jaguars as we get you ready for uh, Sunday's game at Ford Field. Key matchups. T-Wig, what are you thinking when you uh, look at these two teams and what stands out?
0: I think Detroit, in true former tight end fashion, they're going to try to bust it in your mouth and run the football. We saw that the other day. Uh, and I know you said on that third down pass, they probably should have run the football. But all game, I like the um, I liked the aggression. And I even like the play selection, what I saw from Thanksgiving uh, on a short yard situation when uh, I think St. Brown probably could have scored a touchdown if he didn't lose his footing. They just do a lot of things in the run game. It's almost like a uh, the old Nebraska teams. Like they break the huddle and they run. It's like they run to the you know to the line of scrimmage and they're ready and willing to bust you in your mouth and you don't know where it's coming from. Uh, Jamal Williams has scored so many touchdowns this year. I got him on my fantasy team, and uh, <laughs> they, you know, sometimes you're not ready for that if you if you don't wake up. And you don't eat your Wheaties if you're a football team, especially a young football team. And that stuff is, is successful early. It's like getting body punches in a boxing match. It's going to show up later because you're going to be so tired, you're, gonna, you're not going to think clearly. And the run, when a team is running the football on you, it could really, really bust your morale down and, and make you just want to, man, I ain't got time for this. Let's just go home. So I'm, I'm a little bit weary and I'm a little bit worried about that more than anything else because that will set the tempo for the game and they could get the Jaguars to a point where they start being desperate if they lose the battle of time and possession. They have lost the battle of time and possession this year. They had a game against Houston where both teams had 27 first downs, but Houston had the ball 10 minutes more than Jacksonville. Mm. That, you can't do it. You cannot win that way because you don't have opportunities and it creates a situation where your defense gets tired. And late in the game they created – some terrible, terrible penalties nine times out of ten because they were frustrated that they couldn't get off the field. And uh, it, it's just a tenor setter, and it's just, that, it's just that one thing that if you can't stop it, it demoralizes you, you can't do anything about it.
1: Interesting, and I, let me follow up. Trayvon Walker, I uh, looked at the PFF numbers. I don't watch a ton of Jaguars football. I watched a lot of your game last week as we're playing you guys this week and everything else, but – how is he doing, and is he is he
0: being is he able to handle the run, and is that a concern this week? He can handle the run. That, that's what he does best. In fact, uh, so if you want to know how Trayvon is doing, especially as it pertains to him and Hutch, it's the same as it was in college. Hutch has phenomenal stats. Trayvon does a whole bunch of things that don't show up in stats. Mm-hmm. He, he has two and a half sacks. I think he has more tackles than, than Aiden right now. Uh, I think he has like 56, 37 tackles and 19 assists. They both ironically have Hay- – Aiden has two interceptions and Trayvon has one, but yeah. Aiden has doubled him in sacks. Trayvon drops a lot into coverage, and he gets held a lot too. He's a big physical freak. But in terms of disengaging from tackles, he hasn't learned that yet, but we knew that from college and coming in. Do I Is there buyer's remorse or regret? Absolutely not because he sets the tone – uh he's always running he ran a play down from 40 yards the other uh, the other week against the Raiders and the guy could have scored a touchdown and it was him who caught him similar to something that you saw him do in college so no as far as the pure numbers is concerned you know it looks like people go say well Aiden Hutchinson is outplaying him and he might be because Aiden is better than I thought he was going to be but the thing with Trayvon is he does a lot of stuff and I know this is cliche he does a lot of stuff that doesn't show up in the stats, and he does a lot of stuff, and he brings a lot of physicality that the coaches really, really like.
1: I love it. and uh, you put him next to a guy like Josh Allen that's only only can make both guys better. Um, let's say for the Lions, uh, I'm looking at, at a matchup. You know it's your your receivers, the Jacksonville receivers are starting to get going. Obviously, Zay Jones with a big catch on the two point conversion. great play design on that play. Uh, I heard uh, Frank Frangie, the voice of the Jaguars, it's my do boy. The, uh, how good is that uh, call for that? Uh, but, but but the Kirk, Jones uh, brothers, or not brothers, but you know what I mean, and, and Agnew, that's a concern to me with the speed on the outside, the way they're clicking right now with Trevor Lawrence. And I hope Jeff Okuda is healthy, didn't play last week due to the concussion, but getting him back is going to be key. The Lions secondary can be thrown on, um, and the pass rush occasionally is not there. Uh, James Houston stepped up last week out of nowhere, six-round pick, plays his first game gets two sacks. We talked about Aiden Hutchinson, you did a little bit. He can get to the quarterback for sure, but that's not the strength of the team is is the Lions pressuring, and I think if Lawrence is given a, a clean pocket for a lot of the day, that's a concern that I have is, is certainly the Jags receivers able to get some separation on guys like Oruarie, Will Harris, and some of the other cornerbacks that I think uh, the Lions are going to need to upgrade next year. What do you think of that?
0: No, no I agree with you, and Uh, The thing that you really have to watch out with the Jags passing game is they'll throw it quickly, not down the field. They'll get you in one-on-one matchups, and if those guys aren't good tackling in the open field, you know what Jamal Agnew can do. You know what – you know – People talked about his contract, but Christian Kirk has been fabulous statistically as well as in other ways. On that game-winning drive last week, he caught a pass that would have been picked off had he not caught it, and he went up and got it. But he was a punt return in college. So they have guys that if you throw them the ball, Zay Jones is another one, Evan Ingram is another one, that run after the catch. So can Travis Etienne, who who came out of the game last week as a precaution, but he's fine. He's going to play this week, and he's going to get going. He can get them in chunks, too you got to watch the, the fact that they throw the ball quickly and they challenge teams to tackle in the open field. And if you can't, you're going to have a problem because that's what they do very well. I've said it every
1: week. I, I know Okuda was picked third in their says, Oh, cornerback, can he cover? Can he play man? His tackling in the open field has been has been huge the last few weeks. He's just been really good at it. And uh, there are times that a uh, uh, future head coach, I like to call him future head coach, Aaron Glenn, the D coordinator, puts Okuda in spots where he's almost a hybrid rover type, um, and he's made some big plays in the open field. Uh, a couple of Justin Fields runs that maybe could have been 20, 25-yard runs ended up being six, seven-yard runs because of, of the Okuda tackling. So it'll be interesting to watch those matchups. That will be certainly a lot of fun. Matt and uh, Tony with you. Locked on Jaguars, Locked on Lions, Thursday crossover. we got to get to some predictions, which we will do uh, coming up next. First, though, we got to tell you about our friends at Online. BetOnline.net, certainly your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You go on there right now. as At this time of recording, well, Jacksonville went from a one-and-a-half-point underdog to a one-and-a-half-point favorite. you Get all that information at BetOnline.net. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Football to basketball to soccer and eSports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you find those as well at BetOnline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online it is where the game starts our right, prediction time lions hosting the jaguars locked on lions matt dairy thursday edition uh price picks crossover with tony wiggins locked on jaguars i don't know t wigg i'm not sure where to go here um <laughs> I picked them the last few weeks. I didn't pick them Thursday because I didn't think they were going to beat the Bills. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll put the Lions uh, ahead Sunday at home, fresh off a home loss where they played pretty well at times. And like I said earlier, probably could have beaten and should have beaten the Bills. I think bouncing back and getting the win will be there. But I think this is going to have to be high scoring. I think ja- the Jaguars will score. Uh, you mentioned ETN coming back. That's a problem. He's just so fast. I'll say 31-30. I think it'll be close, but I'll take the Lions uh, in a
0: nail-biter. What do you got? I told people we were brothers because uh, <laughs> we even think alike, man. I'm going to go a touchdown less for both teams. My score is 24-23 Jacksonville. And, uh, but I think just like last week, you, you you can't take your eyes off the TV. I told my wife last week, by the way, they scored, and it was like 15, to 18 seconds left, and they squib kicked. And I said, well, why did they do that? Because that, that kicker can make that thing from oh, Savannah, yeah. Savannah he almost, Georgia. He almost did. And they completed one pass, and he almost set an NFL record. He missed by one yard, and it was dead on. So they have a way, whether they win or lose, to keep you on the edge of your seat. I don't think that's going to change this week. Uh, but I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to say that – i to even go further than that. Not only make a prediction, but I'm going to tell you how. I think the Lions are going to line up to kick a game-winning field goal, and they're going to miss. It's going to happen two weeks in a row. Really? So you got yes. uh, you
1: got bad. So you got Badgley missing. That means if it's twelve twenty-one twenty, I guess you're saying three touchdowns, or could this be a Riley Patterson revenge game where maybe he kicks
0: one uh, against his former it, team? It, Lions it could. Of- it, it could be twenty-three twenty-one, and Riley, and we run old Riley out there. Even though he missed <laughs> an extra point, he missed an extra point last week, uh, but. I, I'm thinking it's going to go the other way. I'm thinking the Jags are going to be up by a point, and y'all are going to try to win it, and it's going to fall short. Wow. There you
1: go. Patterson's you go. been good for you guys, though, right?
0: He's been he's been okay. You know, the fans around here, you know, the thing about a kicker is all you got to do is miss one, and now everybody's going, oh, you got yeah. to run him out of town. So he's been, he's been all right. I, I don't know if he's the type of guy. I don't think the ball flies off of his foot to the point where – um you have the confidence, like say uh, Cincinnati or Baltimore, of course. Anytime you get within fifty yards, you're gonna get, you're gonna send a dude out there, and you know he's gonna make it. And that's McPherson, I believe, uh, up in uh, Cincinnati. You know they're gonna make it, and yeah. I don't yeah. I don't think I think the Jaguars are still in that territory with him, where it's two down territory if they're on the other side of the thirty five yard line. It ain't guaranteed, Doug. If it's four, if it's third and five. He might call a run play on third down because he knows he's going for it already on fourth down. He's done that a bunch this year. And I think if they had a, a kicker who had a little more oomph and leg, it would be advantageous for them to say, no, we're going to throw it on third down because we we got to miss the automatic over here. It's not quite the case with him, but he hasn't been terrible. The guy before him was bad. So I guess it's like if you're getting anything good out of him, it's better than what you had before.
1: I just remember uh... – You know, obviously Riley got beaten out by Austin Seibert uh, in training camp this year. The Lions let him go. He started off, like you said, pretty good, uh, pretty well for the Jags. And then the Lions went through 50 kickers to finally get to Badgley. And it's like, well, why didn't they just hold on to Riley Patterson? But like you said, in training camp and in the preseason, Patterson did not kick it as well as Seibert did. And that's what the Lions had to go on uh, with that. And then they made the choice to obviously change that. Watch Jack Fox as well. Lions punter, now the highest-paid uh, punter in the league. Could be a weapon, give uh, Lawrence a longer field. But uh, it seems like last week did a lot for the, Jag, for the Jacksonville confidence, just uh, getting that went over the Ravens, didn't it? And Man, a couple high, years yeah. ago, that, that kick probably would have gone through, uh, knowing yeah. the Jags a luck. But uh, maybe they're turning the corner with Doug Peterson.
0: Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I think there's a lot of confidence with Doug, too. Uh, he's been super, super aggressive. Going forward on fourth on that for that two point conversion surprised no one because fans have lamented the fact that he's done that and, and they've accused him of chasing points early in the season and we've lost some close games because he 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 was doing stuff like that he was it was almost like Brendan Staley part two you know and uh, but the Dan other Campbell, day to an extent yeah yeah but the other day man when they got down there that everybody in the place stood up and said oh you want to go for it no, do it now. And they were, <laughs> the the the. We don't talk about moral victories; don't exist. You and I know that. I'm gonna tell you something. Before that two point conversion, it was already done. We whatever jubilation the fans were going, they would have given them a standing ovation had they not made it. That's really? the, yeah, they would have man, because it's like Trevor, Trevor Lawrence scored. You know how you have to score, stop score sometimes when you're behind at the end of a game. Well, they scored. You know what Baltimore did? Baltimore went back down and they kicked the field goal and ran all the clock out. Doug saved his timeouts. And Trevor had already had this drive where he took them down when they were down two touchdowns. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the work was done. But then he did it again. And what what happens sometimes with, with young teams? You use all of this energy to come back, and then at the and then like you're out of it now and you go ahead and you lose and they're like ah too short you know daylight dollar short no he said okay they they scored a field we're going to go score a touchdown and we're going to win the game and he did it man so it was already it was already done before the two-point conversion, and when he made the two-point conversion, it was just a nice little piece of icing on the, on the cake for us. So, so it was a good game, and I think we're going to have another one this week. Oh, I
1: agree, and I think the Lions, it's, it's weird, because if you watch them at the start of the year, Dan Campbell's going for it all the time. He was mm-hmm. he was passing up field goals. It was 35, 45, 50 yards, uh, and constantly going for, for it. And over the last few weeks, as, as a part of this run where they've won three of the last four, uh, he's been a little bit more conservative. He's taken points. Uh, He's utilized his kicker and Badgley's delivered other than the 29-yard hook shot the other day that cost him uh, on Thanksgiving. Other than that, he's been pretty good. But Campbell has kind of toned it down a little bit. But this will be interesting this week to see with Doug Peters on the other side uh, uh, if this turns into a a Ron Rivera Gamble Fest um, on Sunday. But it should be a lot of fun. Tony, great to uh, see you and and do this show with you, my friend.
0: Always, man. And uh, we don't get a chance to do it enough with the way that these games are lined up. But uh, sometimes we might have to just make that opportunity and get together just for for giggles, you know, do it in the draft season or something. Uh, but it's always fun to talk to the Lions. I got a lot of friends from up in that way. And uh, I grew up, uh, I was a little bit older, but I listened to Dan Miller, who you mentioned, Frank Frangie, who yeah. happens to be my mentor. Uh, Frank got me in the radio uh, about 25 years ago. Modern. And I, I worked with him for a long time. And I always told him, he reminded me of a guy that I listened to in DC named Dan Miller. And what do you know? The How play by that? play. Yeah, yeah. So good stuff. All
1: right. There he is. Tony, uh, Tony Wiggins locked on Jaguars. Matt Derry locked on Lions. This has been the Thursday crossover brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks.